Hello, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. This podcast is about people, their stories, their experiences, and the things they can't explain. We live in a world where supernatural occurrences happen to people more often than we talk about. And on this show, we're going to explore these paranormal encounters and become a place where people can share what they've gone through without the fear of being told they're crazy. You are not alone. My name is Rafael Gonzalez, and you are listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. Gentlemen, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. Hey. Hi. (laughs) So this is kind of a special one, even though we're not doing like a special one. It's our one-year anniversary this week. We've been doing this for a year, guys. Yeah. Yeah, all right. We've been in it. Still going strong. Well, special because we have a special guest. We do have a special guest. Well, first let me introduce the topic. Topic tonight, Men in Black. Our special guest, Nick Hoffman, is joining the crew for the roundtable. Welcome, Nick. The roundtable event. Hi, guys. Hello, Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi. How are you, Nick? (laughs) I'm well. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here. Yeah. Thanks. It'll be a fun one. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. So, yeah, so tonight we're talking about the notorious Men B.I.G. That's what, okay. And we're not talking about that propaganda film starring Will Smith. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, that's, yeah. No, that just makes them look great. Oh, saving the world and protecting mankind. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like every podcast video, everyone has to mention that it's not about the movie, mm. the 1995 or six movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it was huge though. That movie was huge. It was, it was. huge. It was such I, a good movie. I saw it at the Cherryville Mall theaters. It's not the there. Theatre, the outside one. Ooh, yeah. It's like a trampoline place now. Anyway, here, neither here nor there. So we're going to talk about the men in black. We're going to talk about some of the most famous cases, some of the history, who they are or aren't. Are they real? We're going to figure it out tonight. Uh, yeah, so men in black. If you saw some sort of alien or something you couldn't explain, uh, lights in the sky, a crashed craft... That's a hard thing to say. Crash craft. Crashed craft. They would show up at your door. One, two, or three men in suits, all black, white shirts, black tie, like I'm wearing. You can't see it, but you'll see it in the pictures. Um, They show up at your door, say some ominous or threatening things, and then you don't tell your story ever again. That's who these guys are. Or at least for a while. At least for a while. And we... Some people speculate that they were like G-men or some part of the Majestic 12, which may or, not, may or may not have been real. And some people even believe that they are aliens themselves dressed as human beings. 
So tonight we're going to tell some stories and dig deeper into the theory and the idea of who the men in black were or are. Right on. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's, let me take you back to 1947. One of the first cases that was ever recorded of the men in black. Um, Harold Dahl, Maury Island. Um, so he was a marine scavenger. Him and his son and his dog were scavenging for things on Maury Island. Uh, and he saw six flying donut-shaped craft hovering above him. Um, when one of them crashed, shoot, uh, spilling debris all over, I believe, like the water, maybe some of the beach. Yeah. And First, it, what kind of donut are we talking about? Like Long John? I think <laughs> like, just your classic hole-in-the-middle donut. Oh. Well, that like rose the question of when were donuts invented? Pre-1947? Apparently. Probably before then. So. Germany? <laughs> That's it. I don't know. That's what I have to uh, maybe, yeah, I think they were. Maybe, I like man. They were. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'll we'll go with that. Pastries? Yeah, you got me on that Austria, one. Austria, Germany? Um, I don't know. Hanson Gregory, an American, claimed to have invented the marine-shaped donut in 1847. Ooh. Okay. So a hundred so years later. So a hundred years later yeah, this happened. He was really dissatisfied with the greasiness of donuts. That were twisted into various shapes, hmm. and the raw center of regular donuts. So he just cut it out. Cut out the middleman. Interesting. All <laughs> oh, right. No. All right. <laughs> oh. So yeah. Oh. So old Harold Dahl, poor Harold Dahl, and his son and his deceased this dog. Deceased dog. Um, saw this this incident. Um, he happened to take some photos. And then he went and reported them to his boss, Fred Chrisman, which, um, interestingly enough, he was a retired Air Force pilot. Yeah, so he was ex-military. Um, uh, one, of the, one of the videos I saw, they described him as not a super credible guy. Apparently... Um, he really he like submitted a story this is interesting he submitted a story that during world war ii when he was in burma he was trapped in a cave and fought mysterious creatures and sent a story to a magazine called pulp magazine so that was his boss so that's harold Dahl's boss which i've actually heard stuff about world war ii there's another guy that said that they were fighting creatures during world war ii so, but his boss know. went out after yeah. after Harold, after Harold had uh, actually told his boss. His boss went out and saw one of the crafts too. Yeah, so he actually went and like verified that what he's like the crash site was actually there. So um, shortly after that, um, one man in black, man in black, shows up and invites him out for breakfast. Not very creepy or ominous, but he took him to a diner. So, I mean, I don't know. Breakfast isn't that scary. But apparently, um, he just kind of warned him, saying, like, you need to stop with the story. Like, you, this can't go any farther. Like, you need to stop or things are going to start happening to, like, your livelihood, your business, your family, potentially you. Um, and that whole story, that was, that was a long 
saga, like the FBI got involved, the um, the Air Force themselves uh, were going to prosecute him, um, saying that it was just a test, like some sort of test plane that crashed and like so, some men died during it. And like there was like a whole bunch of stories. So eventually Harold Dahl would come forward, him and Chrisman would come forward and say it was a hoax and not a real thing. But um, some so stuff was happening to him, though. Um, at one point during like all these years, like his son just kind of randomly disappeared and ended up in Montana at like a diner and didn't know why he was there, or how he got there. So his son was missing for a while. I think he like like stopped being able to like um, his business. Like the, I think their business like went under. But yeah, so they said it was a it was a hoax. But then years later, they would come forward again and say, you know, no, this was real. We were coerced. You know, we were questioned for like three hours at a time. To say this stuff but like we saw what we saw and i think the pictures got like pushed back and forth to different like agencies and i think he did end back end up with them i haven't seen them i you can't find them i haven't been able to find them so that was so that was that was harold Dahl. but like let's go from there though because yeah, that, that was a that was kind of a, a a big thing from the the video that we were watching was yeah was um he's like but why would he you know what would make him back off what he was saying and say that it was false? And then after he was so promising with that, he was yeah. talking about how like, you know, this is a thing. I'm seeing all these things. These are happening to me. And then he's like, no, no, it, it was a hoax. It wasn't anything. And then years later, he's like, no, this was absolutely a thing. Yeah. And that was like the, the question. And I feel like in general with, with the theories and, and these kind of things in general, not maybe just men in black, but in a lot of what we talk about is very consistent yeah where it's like uh, do you think they're it could be brainwash it could be them being like i, I want to take care of my i don't want anything to like happen to my family yeah or my business or things like that so they just shut up for a while and they're like no but like but what if that was still a thing what would make you come back and be like no like this needs to be heard yeah this need people need to realize that this is real you know? Yeah, it goes logical that you would stop your story because, I mean, I would. I have a family, and like, yeah. if someone said like, "Hey, like, accidents may happen if you keep telling your story," I'd be like, "Okay, I'm done." You know that I'm going to protect my family. That's what I would do. Right. But yeah, why would he come back like years later and be like, "Actually, I was coerced into saying yeah. that." And well, if he believes it's some kind of like government cover up or it's something that could really impact the world with this knowledge it could just be weighing on him mentally yeah. right. he needs to get it off his chest right. yeah. probably for years like how point, people yeah. like will just confess crimes sometimes true. after like that's true decades yeah like it's just something that they feel needs to be said needs to be talked about yeah yeah and that, and that that no you're right though that is a common theme cuz like a lot of times people that have been on this show themselves have said i haven't talked about this is the first time i've talked about this with someone or this is the first time i've like it's this happened twenty years ago. This happened ten years ago. This happened however many years ago. Like something eventually comes to them where they're like, I have to talk about. This. And it's what. And I don't even know if it's necessarily like. Well, in I think in this scenario of what we're talking about right now, I think Nick's right and being like, okay, this is something that people need to hear, and this yeah. needs to be outed somehow. Right. And like, but at the same time, like what you and I are talking about as well is like you know things that have happened in my life personally. Yeah. And the stories that I've had, like I've, you know, I suppressed, like I would tell them, no one would believe me or call me crazy. 
And then I would just be like, oh, I am crazy. Or like, or yeah. I did just think that up. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Even though I knew I didn't. Right. And be like, there's just no point in talking about it. Absolutely. But then like later on down the road, then you start talking about it more and it feels good to get that out there and, and let it breathe a little bit. And yeah. um, obviously, but it, that, that's just the consistency that we're talking about with, with yeah. all this kind of stuff. But this is a little bit different. It's a little bit different because this is like, you know, people showing up. Right. And saying, hey, right. I'm going to do this. Right. You know, this is going to happen or this may or may not happen. So, yeah. And and incidentally, coincidentally, maybe not. So 19... So this happened in June of 1947. In July of 1947, the very famous Roswell, New Mexico crash happened. So a month later, same year, totally different parts of the country. You know? Because I believe the Maury Islands in Michigan? Around Michigan? It's off the coast of Washington. Oh, it's Washington. Yeah. I don't know where I got Michigan. So, yeah, so it's Washington. So it's, you know, still West Coast. Then this happens in New Mexico. Then the the famous Roswell happens. So Mm -hmm. it happens a month apart. So if stuff is being tested, if stuff was happening that they were trying to cover up, alien or just military. It's in the right area. It's right in the, it's like on that side of the country. And, you know, so anyway, food for thought. So um, next, next we have 1955. Albert Bender, and I think, Nick, you have the info on him, correct? Yeah, and Bender's case is pretty crazy. Yeah. He, um, this is where a lot of the scary, like, descriptions and stuff start coming from, as we'll see as we talk about more of these, as men in black aren't somebody that, aren't people that are nice to look at always. They're real creepy. There's something off about them yeah. um, pretty much all the time. Um, so Bender had, was super into UFOs and saw, like, had a couple experiences himself. Um, and then things just kind of started getting weird, (laughs) (laughs) to put it lightly. Um, like he was kind of a strange guy as it was, like he lived in the attic with the, the attic of his stepfather's house and it was all decorated, all crazy and black and all sorts of crazy stuff on the walls. And he started seeing things. He was very particular, had some bad OCD. So he noticed everything, um, that was out of place. So after he had these experiences, he came in and noticed all of his notes and stuff were disheveled and somebody had clearly been in his room going through them all. Um, so that freaked him out. He started having like poltergeist activity type stuff, like things going out, like flying off the desks and bumps in the night and all sorts of crazy stuff. It gets into a point where he goes, he gets kidnapped and gets taken to Antarctica at one point <laughs> by these people, and it gets real weird and sexual, and it's all yeah, it's, what? Yeah, it's crazy. Tell me more. <laughs> like Say Matthew. Yeah, like he was be, like he was being harvested for stuff, and like there were Uh-oh. these aliens like lotioning him, and it was. He kind of went off the deep end <laughs> as oh. far as that goes. Did he actually get kidnapped and taken to Art Antica? Antarctica? That's what he claims. Art Antica. Art Antica. Art Antica. <laughs> that's a that's like a dude that lives three doors down from you. Art Antica. <laughs> the name's Art. Art Antica. Art Antica. <laughs> okay, so this guy was. So what happened? With the, when did the Men in Black come into his life? So after the first couple of experiences that he had, they, um, from what I remember, he, they showed up and were very uh, intimidating, <laughs> like trying to get him to just not talk about it anymore. Right. 
So you had three show up, yeah, right? Which yeah. is, they mean business if they're sending three of them, right? Because yeah. normally it was typically one, one or, or two. two. One yeah. or two yeah. All, like in most <clears throat> cases, it was yeah. one or two. So whatever he was claiming must have been something wild. Something real wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, so like, let's talk about the look. I mean, in these stories, it's crazy how how uh, the caricature of of these people looked. Yeah. Throughout different stories too, because like a lot of times, it was just one or two tall men, always in, tall, and all black, always tall, and always white. men in black. Yeah, always white, but like pale, very skinny, like very pale skin. Like you remember. <laughs> It's funny because you remember the scene in Men in Black, the movie. Yeah. When, uh, what was his name? Edgar. Yeah, Edgar. Oh, yeah. And he's like, the it's alien gets up. And he, he's like, Miriam, more sugar on the water. And she's like, Edgar, your face is falling. Like, is dripping <laughs> Edgar, out. Edgar, you look funny. Yeah, like, funny. And he like <laughs> pulls his skin. And he's like, is this better? And just snaps his face back into his head. And like, he's like, just like, Damn you, But like, they were, I mean, it was like, uh, a lot of a lot of those a lot of these stories were like skin was pulled back real tight to their face. Strange looks. Strange looks. No eyebrows. No hair. Like a hat on. Like a top, almost like a top hat or a fedora kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like old G men. Yeah. Like, old, like, yeah. like, like the old right. how the FBI yes. used to look. Right. 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 So yeah. So but that, that was consistent in those in those stories. Like a lot of these stories. They always like pull up in like a. Like a really old, like black, like black, like sedan, sedan yeah. that was yeah. like even if it was like super old for that time period, it was like still in mint condition, right? Yeah. Um, also reports of them like being able to like move really quickly, like yeah, I I can't remember which story it was where uh, there was a girl who was like watching them from their window, and like they would like move from like house to house, and like from their house to like their car, and like. Way quicker than like humans could right. Right, could mm-hmm. possibly move, and she thought that was really bizarre. Well, there was one thing that Bender was saying. Like later on, he would start claiming, um, and this kind of makes sense, like because he did go like pretty crazy. He said that like he would they would float. That, that they was see them hovering, and that they <laughs> would have like their li- eyes would light up and stuff. So like he may have been schizophrenic. He's like their eyes would like light up like light bulbs. Yeah, and stuff. But they but they were saying like that. That's when. Everybody like before that it was like it seemed a little bit more legitimate the things he was saying, but at that point he was like the books he was writing and yeah and, he wrote like one book that was just like super way like, out there off the wall yeah. like super off the wall so everyone like started he was like very discredited at that yeah. point you know well, Nick do you know how he went from like the point where he was you know credible maybe and to the point where he stopped maybe being as credible well he had the like he started the International Flying Saucer Bureau the IFSB. It was like the big like UFO research group, like paper and magazine publication, whatever you want to call it. Um, in the day, that was like the big first one. Yeah. And he did like the space review, which sounds like you know you're reviewing planets or asteroids or something. Yeah. But um, so and the Men in Black, they always show up when there's a secret to be kept. Right. It seems like, like something needs to they be don't they don't want you to share your story. They don't want it to get out there. Um, so he started experiencing all these things. And one of the um, one of the kind of theories about him is that he had this form of epilepsy that 
makes you like smell strange things because he was like smelling sulfur in his apartment and like seeing having hallucinations of visions like yeah. things flying off the walls and that kind of thing experiencing really bad headaches and all of this stuff and then eventually it got to a point where um they visited him and supposedly this is from the very final issue of the magazine yeah um in space review that he the men in black actually told him the truth about all the aliens and everything um, and all the crafts and all the sightings. And he said, what? Yeah. Yeah. Told him the whole thing. And in the final issue of space review, he said, we would like to print the full story in space review, but because of the nature of the information, we are sorry that we have been advised in the negative. We advise those engaged in saucer work to please be very cautious. And that was it. He was done. Jeez. Fell off. So, the legend of the Men in Black was basically born. Yeah, like created by him. <laughs> um, it, that's how Nick Redfern, the author of uh, The Real Men in Black, um, puts it. Is that, that was, That's where they... It, interesting. That's when it was kind of born and came into the real public consciousness. Because huh. you, you had the Maury Island stuff, yeah. where like the FBI would show up, and that was the first real big, widely experienced event like you had people from all over the place seeing it um and then they showed up doll and then this happened and it exploded into public consciousness think thanks to his big publication that he had dang well now we jump to 1964 jim templeton and this happened in england um he was just out with his daughter and family taking pictures. He snapped a picture of his daughter. When he developed it, there was a man standing behind her. And like, and this is 1964. So he's this guy's got like a white type suit on and almost like looks like a grayish helmet with like like a visor type. It's very it's very hard to tell what it is, but like it wasn't there when he snapped the picture. But when it was developed, it was there. And he he had it like developed like like the actual Kodak company like verified at one point like no this is accurate like this is this was not tampered with this is this is what it is and then he was approached by men in black and so this is one of the this and this one kind of like was another like a big one because this is at the first this is the first time that the men in black like identified themselves but they didn't call themselves by names they had numbers one was number nine, and one was number 11. 9-11. Ooh. Sorry, I had to do it. I was thinking about that all day. But yeah, so then they were like very insistent. With, and so these guys, these two guys show up, and they're like, please take us back to the site where it happened. Um, we want to see, you know, tell me what you know. And he was just like, well, I never saw anybody. And they're like, well, what about the second man? Did you see the second man? And he was like... I never saw the first. And I guess that like at that point, the agents were just like very angry and just kind of left him in that field and walked away. And that was it. And he never was bothered again. It was just one and done. But the weird thing is there was no one ever there. So I don't know what he captured and how he did that. And like, it's a weird one. That was a weird one. And then, um, so we jump. So it kind of... It kind of happens in 10-year increments, if you notice it. 
47, 55, 64, the 1976. Mm. So now we're at Dr. Hobart, Herbert Hopkins. That's another fun one. Um, so he was um, a UFO researcher. He, um, he was a part of the... Shoot, where is it in my notes? I have it in my notes. I forgot what the name of his... like <coughs> Party foul. Um, the, I forgot the name of his, like, I can't find it in my notes. I'll find it. Anyway. What are you so looking for? The name of his organization, because he had, like, an organization. Do you have that? Uh, Awkward pause. I don't think so. Okay, maybe <clears throat> no one wrote it down. So, he was investigating these UFOs. He was from, uh, Maine. Um, so he got a phone call randomly from a guy who was said that he was a, a fellow researcher, was very interested in, like, the story he was covering, um, so her, so Hopkins said that he had a document, um, some sort of like top secret document saying that like, you know, like that that the government was covering up UFOs. So this guy calls him, posing as a um, a fellow researcher, and said, "Hey, I'd like to meet up with you. Let's talk." So then, so this guy comes over to his house. Granted, his family's gone. That's another like um, Men in Black um, trait is that they show up when no one's around. So it's just you. So it's just you and just them. And it's just one guy, you know, but this guy doesn't like identify himself at all. He said he was from like the, the, the New Jersey, like he had some like name. <laughs> New Jersey UFO Research Organization. There you go. New Jufro. New Jufro. <laughs> yes. The New Jufro. We're going to cancel for that. Sorry. We're just not going to explore it. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Anyway. It's an acronym. It is an acronym. New Jufro. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe spiritual loves the Jews. We love them. And they're, they're frozen. And all the frozen. No, anyway, so this guy shows up at his house, and this is where, this is probably, this is the first time it was ever described. And like most of the stories, it doesn't really describe it. This is the one that like gets really deep into how this guy looked. Yeah. And it's creepy. So he's very, very tall, very thin, very pale, has no facial hair at all and I and by that I mean he wasn't just clean shaven he had no eyebrows no eyelashes and he had like bright red lips like he was wearing lipstick um he was wearing the black suit the white shirt the black tie he was wearing a fedora or some sort of hat at one point he takes the hat off and he's just completely bald and he said and they described it ooh, I just punched that as uh his ears were like lower set on his head than normal and his eyes were like strangely like farther apart, and um, he was wearing gray gloves, which is just weird. Which is just weird in general. Yeah, no, that's you know? really weird. The gray gloves. I mean, but he just didn't look human at all. And um, be but, sad if it was just an ugly guy with alopecia. I know he's just, <laughs> <laughs> this poor old albino man. It's just, and he had sunglasses on. Um, he had sunglasses on. Poor guy. So who knows. So well, yeah, and the weird thing, like oh, yeah. you said, he invited him just like over to. He called him up and was like, "Hey," and he just invited him over to his house. Yeah, just cause he never asked his name. Yeah, like didn't ask any other information. Like um, his house had been broken into a couple times before. Like oh. he had had bad experiences in the neighborhood, and he didn't. He wasn't super trusting to people. Right. So it was weird that he just like let him in. Right. Like they seem to have like this weird like. 
Chris Hansen effect. Like, you know, on To Catch a Predator, like, <laughs> Chris oh, Hansen no. will be like, have a seat. And then these guys will just, like, tell him Sense. everything. Yeah. <laughs> for no, like, they'll just start talking. <laughs> That's kind of the effect that the men in black seem to have. Like, they'll, you'll just start talking. Chris you'll Hansen. just start interacting. Yeah. That's bizarre. Well, and also his dog did not like the man. The dog oh. was like, you know, dogs are like a good, you know, they'll, they can tell who's good and who's not. And this dog was like going crazy. So he's like, I'm sorry about my dog, you know, get, you know, so the dog had a bad feeling. Um, so then he started saying really strange, you know, started talking to him specifically about like the incident that he was like going to like, you know, talk about. And he was just like, he knew way too many details that like, really only him and like his small group of people knew so like this guy should not have known this information and then like where it really gets weird is he you know he tells him hey you have two coins in your pocket and he's like i need you to pull one of those out so he pulls out this coin he's like hold it in your palm and according to hopkins like the coin started changing colors like it went from like silver to gold and like blue like it started like changing colors and then it was gone and disappeared and, um, so he sits in the, in the one, like, I've, I've, I've seen a couple like things about this story and he said something very strange to him. He said, no one on this plane will ever see this coin again. The men in black said that? The men in black said that to him. He's like, that coin is gone. No one on this plane will ever see that coin again. And then he brought up, um... Barney Hill. And Barney Hill is like a very famous like abductee. Him and his wife, Betty. Barney and Betty Hill. They are abducted in New Hampshire. You know, and this guy's in Maine. So that's like, you know, same side of the country. Right down the road. Right down yeah, the road. Yeah, real close. Real close. And so he's like, so one instance I heard him say, you know, there, there, so there's different things I heard him say. And he's like, he said, Barney didn't have a heart, just like you don't have a coin. I heard that in one. Mm -hmm. And then... The other one, he said, he's like, do you remember what happened to Barney Hill? Do you know what happened to Barney? And he's like, like he died. And he was just like, yes, he died. Like kind of implying that like, if you continue with this, right. you will die. And then, um, so after that, he, he left <laughs> just after, you know, after Loki threatening him. Yeah, but it was weird when he left. Like yeah. he stood up and like his speech slowed, and he was moving yes. real slowly. And like he, he said just... something weird to him. Yeah, uh, what did he say? He said like I'm like losing power, or like I don't have enough energy to continue, or something like that. Yeah, it was something real weird. It was just something like not normal. Yes, not like, super... like well, you shouldn't make a coin disappear when you're at twenty percent. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, like exactly. That. I right. could never do that. I have to be like thirty four percent, and I'm good. At but least, like, at yeah. least you need twelve percent to get back to the and car. I'm capped. Capped yeah, out, but. dude. This yeah. is 1976. Oh, and the other weird part I forgot to mention is like when he called him, the time that he showed up at the guy's house was like minutes later. Real quick. Real quick. This is 1976. No one had cell phones. No one had, yeah. you know, you would have been making a phone call from a landline. Like unless, and, he's, and he said. There were no pay phones nearby yes. or anything. It was just like. And he mentioned that like, he's like, even my neighbor couldn't have come over that quick. Right. And Jeez. so like this guy was just. You know, there. I think I I heard three different like uh, three different stories from different perspectives yeah. on like well three different folks talking about the same story, different versions, and and they were all like that was like the not the weirdest. I mean, the coins, the whole thing. Yeah, but like, coin, yeah. 
that's like one of those really weird things where everyone really touched on like the fact that it was so quick after the call. Mm-hmm. They were just yeah. there. And that was like the, that was so freaky. It's just like what? Like how? Yeah. Well, and then he, when he left, he walked down the driveway and he said that like through the window he could see lights. Like he saw like f- like flashing lights. So weird. And then the guy was just gone. And then later on, they would go to investigate and look in his driveway and there is a like a very small like imprint of a tire track, but one, one single tire track. Oh, unicycle. And- yeah, he's feeling out. He's yeah. burning rubber. Well, and like I, I, so the thing that always stuck out to me is like what he said about the coin. No one on this plane, like, like yeah, that's saying that's like crazy. this is one plane of many. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then he just disappears. Different dimensions, it's like a different dimension, and like, I mean, that's I, my weird thing. Yeah, about. not I mean, not to that depth in all of them, but I mean, like the the way that they spoke to everyone. I guess it's like in your, I guess in your mind, like if you if you think about just like an FBI agent, like as just a person thinking about an FBI agent, they come to your door like they're not going to talk in specifics. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna threaten you in very gen like really weird like you know I don't know like the the way that they talk to everyone threaten people vague. yeah very vague ways of threatening where you're like you have to like think about it a little bit and you're like oh he wants to kill my mom yeah what. And he didn't wife, say that. And his wife and I think it's his daughter. They were gone, and it was him by himself. Right. Another like him by himself right. thing. And then like, right. sh- like shortly after that, like the light and disappearance. Like his family came home like right away. So it was almost like he was like in like a suspended sure. amount of time. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like everything happened in like very fast time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I'm sure it felt so. And, and you know what's also weird about him? I think is weird because he was uh, he was a doctor, but he was into hitman. Um, hypnosis mm-hmm. and it's been and it's been proven many times that sometimes people will use like call it like regression therapy or something like that where they like hypnotize people to try to remember things and i've heard that like when they do that like it like messes with your mind and your mind like even at like the subconscious level where like hypnosis is supposed to work it starts to like put things there that shouldn't be there hmm. so like implanting memories? Yes, yeah. That, that like you have to be very careful if you're hypnotizing people to get regression, you know, like regression stuff, because like you can like suggest like it's like uh what's that movie? Um uh Inception. Like you incept mm. an idea in their a concept in their head, like, oh, did this, you know, did this happen? You said this happened, you know, and like it can actually like imprint in your mind. Mm. So well, supposedly that's happened a lot with like abductions, right? Yes. Where people have yes. suggested that and they're like all of a sudden remember being abducted even though Potentially, that was just, um, yeah, so like Im- implanted basically yeah. into their but, minds. Bud Hopkins, he was the guy that like put science to the abduction. He put a science to people being abducted. Bud Hopkins, Herbert Hopkins, weird, weird. <laughs> anyway, so that's well, another yeah. weird thing about like the guy that visited him too. Like we we're talking about how just weird he looked and yes. acted and everything. But one real specific thing they did, he had the, like the red lips. Oh yeah, um, the red lips. And he, he did something like it's just something people don't do. Like he had this thing, like he would put the back of his fingers up to his lips, like you know sometimes somebody will like itch their chin or like itch your yeah. ear, or, like rub their nose or something. Like this guy would just 
(laughs) (laughs) This isn't a visual medium, so you guys didn't see that, but I smacked myself in the mouth. (laughs) With the back of his fingers, that's so weird. Yeah, no one does that. And the lips, like, the lipstick, like, rubbed off onto his finger, so it wasn't even, like, well, so it's just, like, I was trying to add. So he he was trying to add color and and make himself look. But he didn't have lips. That was the weird part. He also didn't have lips. It was just weird and just non-human looking. Not human at all. That's kind of creepy. Ugh. That's kind of creepy. Can I ask? Can I ask a sidebar question? Yeah, dude, ask it. What? So Nick Hoffman, how did how did you get into this? Like, what made you start like looking into this? Dude, I don't even know. Yeah. (laughs) Like I don't remember. I've always been interested in like paranormal and weird stuff. Yeah. And. So Men in Black is obviously one of those, one of the staples. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a real weird thing. It's involved in any a lot of the different alien stuff out there, um, like Mothman prophecies. That's so much Men in Black stuff, which I mean we'll probably talk about just a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's well, what I've fascinating. Heard, <clears throat> it is. It is. What I've heard is that because um, a lot of the stuff you're saying is the first time I've ever heard it. And granted, I've I've only been looking into. Uh, men in black for like a week but um i've heard uh on one podcast that 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 these guys uh one podcast I listened to like they they had you know been into researching the men in black for years mm-hmm. and then like over time like the information that they had found previously is just gone mm-hmm. it's just like yeah just like and and what's replaced is just some like really surfacey you know, probably the stuff I've been finding. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> if you find it on YouTube, it's like questionable. Yeah, YouTube or podcasts and just Yeah, seems if you're like able to sort basic. through all the Will Smith stuff. Dude. Yeah, you have to go along. You have to get deep before you get back. There's a lot of Will Smith. Like, how many YouTube videos about the Men in Black movies do you need? Well, I mean, that's like a different rabbit trail that we're, we're yeah. not going to go down tonight. But, I mean, it is something that's, that's interesting to think about. Yeah. About how, like, you know, Google... Um, and other social media platforms control what you have access to. Yeah, it's tailored to what you... It's tailored to you. They show you what you want to see or do not want to see. Yeah, well, and that reminds me of something called the Thunderbird Photograph. It was was published in a magazine or a publication, a newspaper, something like that. Back in the 1800s, it was the skeletal remains of this giant bird. And... A whole bunch of different people saw it, like scientists and professors and uh, people that lived in the area where it was published. Everybody, you can never find that photograph now. Like it's gone, just done. Just like white. it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like a real Mandela effect thing. Like, yeah, and that's kind of like that's something that I'll probably touch on later. Yeah, um, with one of the theories, one of the more out there theories about what men in black you- really are. And if you don't think but, that, like, Google can, you know, it's not like Google just is not biased at all. Because, I mean, like, I lived in China, and the Google exists in China. And try Googling something in China, and you will not find, you will not find the truth. Yeah, they regulate what they get to see. Oh. But I'm, I'm implying that it's regulated here, too. Well, okay, oh, well, that makes, sure that makes sense. Let me, uh, there's one more point about the Hopkins guy, and then we can be... No, sorry, that was just a... a No, 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 that's a good... No, that's a good... That's really good because it... What The last thing that guy told him was, you need to burn all of your research. You need to get rid of it. Like, dispose of it. Whatever documents you have, whatever things you have, like, get rid of it. (laughs) Um, Oh. 
So yeah, so he told him to get rid of it. So that that makes sense. You know what I mean? So like, you know, and he immediately did it. And he immediately like, as did soon it. as he left, like he saw the he saw the big flashing lights in the driveway, and the guy disappeared, and he just threw all this stuff in the fire. And it was right. done. Like he had spent so much time looking into this and was going to publish it and break this abduction thing like wide open, and just done. Yeah, everything. And then he research. Then he, but then he, but the weird part is then he started researching about like that group, the New Jersey group. It didn't exist. It doesn't never exist. It never existed. It was never a thing. And he just like let this dude come over to his house. Different yeah. time, I guess. Different <laughs> time. Yeah. But yeah, so that one, that one is a super weird one. Like that's that that honestly is the first Men in Black I'd ever heard of, and that was years ago when I heard that story. It just randomly came to me, and I was like, man, that is a whacked out story. <laughs> um. So so Nick, before uh, off camera, you had mentioned. The Mothman prophecies mm-hmm. and um, the reporter. Talk about that, because I didn't know that there was Men in Black involved in that. That's that. When you look up Men in Black, that's never once mentioned anywhere. Yeah. So Mothman prophecies. John Keel. He's one of the bigger um, like UFO researchers yeah. out there, um, and he actually got mistaken for a minute for. A Men in Black. Nice. <laughs> like one of if you if you read his book, The Mothman Prophecies, one of the first stories he tells is about how he was his car broke down and he was walking around Point Pleasant, West Virginia, where there was all these crazy things happening. Yeah. And people would just not answer the door because they thought he was one of the Men in Black <laughs> that Jeez. had been around. Um, and so there's this report. I think Mary Heyer, I think was her name, and she really took the lead as far as reporting all the different sightings and all of the different um, experiences that were happening with people seeing the giant bird thing. Mothman's all you could do hours on just Mothman. <laughs> so we won't go too deep into it. Um, but We'll have you back for that episode. Yeah. Okay. Fun Perfect. fact, there's a ton Sorry. of Mothman sightings in Chicago. Yeah, lately there have been. Starting uh, in 2018. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Next now, all over the Midwest. We'll have yeah. Nick back for that one. Yeah, Absolutely. You definitely come back for Mothman. Sounds good. Um, so one of the first things that happened to her, she was, um, there was all sorts of publicity about all the crazy things happening around the town with all these sightings. And she was in her office one day and these real weird guys came in to her office. Like just, she didn't hear them come in or anything. And she's like, can I help you? And they were like, well, what do you know? Like, what would you do if somebody told you to stop talking about this and not report on this anymore? And she was pretty much like, ah, tell them to F off. <laughs> like, she was, she was tough. She wasn't going to take anything. And they just kind of disappeared. But they kept popping up over and over again throughout it and trying to get close to John Keel because she had a good relationship with him. Yeah. So they would come and they'd ask questions to people about, hey, have you seen this John Keel guy? Like, he's... So I mean, he was diving real into it, and what do men in black like to do? They like to keep their secrets. Right. So if somebody like him is getting close to exposing them, they're going to pop up. That's so interesting. See, I never knew that. I never knew that about about Point Pleasant. I never knew that. That's so cool. Were there were there people that were catching on to like the men in black? That we're talking about it. Was there anything on? Oh that? yeah, oh yeah. Like yeah, that, yeah. By that by that point, the Men in Black had started to become like ever since the Albert Bender stuff. Yeah, like Men in Black had really become a um, staple in 
different like UFO publications. Yeah. Like people telling stories about them. And I mean, there's all sorts of hoaxes and also everything. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is when something, um, like that's one of the theories that, um, Nick Redfern brings up is his, the, something called a tulpa, which is oh, it's something you create. Yeah. It's something you create by like just pure imagination. Right. And you put enough into it and it manifests itself into reality. It becomes real to you. And yeah. Yep. And <clears throat> if so, Albert Bender took this so seriously and through whatever me- mental illness he had and everything, he, and he brings these in and says it so convincingly that all these people buy into it. Yeah. It becomes a thing. It just becomes the public consciousness. The more people talk about it, the more real it gets. And it pops up more and more and more and more. Yeah. And more people have these experiences. Interesting. Huh. So I was listening to another. Um, so when whenever I'm researching this stuff, like, there's, you know, you get the basics. And then, like, I try to, like, you know dig deeper and like mm-hmm. find like the stories and stuff and i i came across like a few like there was like a few stories that like were strange men in black stories like the odd oddity ones like the one-offs you know what i mean and then we'll get to dan Aykroyd. oh yeah dan Aykroyd. Holy and then crap. we'll get to dan and Aykroyd. then we'll get to dan Aykroyd. <laughs> but no i had i and, and this is something that just kind of came to my mind i didn't even have this in my notes but um there's a podcast called Into the Fray, which is like one of my favorite ones. And she interviewed this guy and um, his story, he was a police officer and his story started with these random 911 calls that kept coming from this house. And people would like, they're like, well, that house is abandoned. No one lives in this house, whatever. So this guy goes to the house. There ends up being like, he's in the house and he just, he's like, I felt terrible the whole time I was in there. And there is like, he goes upstairs and when he turns, like he's looking through this place with this flashlight, like the phone starts ringing, but this phone is like not, should not be ringing. In the abandoned house? In the abandoned house, so like should not be ringing. And when he, it starts ringing, he turns around and he sees this tall, shadowy figure with the, the, the hat and the coat, you know, our favorite guy, the hat man, mm. sees this shadowy figure and just like thinks it's like an intruder. And like tries to attack him, but there's nothing there. And he runs out of the house. Hmm. Then he gets in his car. And then all of a sudden, three hours later, he's on the road and he doesn't know what happened to him. He loses time. Then the next day, these men in suits gover- like said that they're from like the government. And they were just saying, like, you know, like we we think that you need um like you like telling him that he was relieved of his like duty. And, like, had him sign this, like, weird paper. What the heck? Yeah. So I had to sign this, like, weird paper saying that, like, you know, like, you know, like, like, kind of, like, verifying what he saw and just saying, like, like, your chief sent, like, we, we've been in contact with, like, your chief and we're, you know, letting you, like, you, you need to take uh, time off. And he was, like, okay. And he signs this paper, puts it in his house. They take a copy. And he said they were men in suits dark suits very strange and that the next day he goes and he never got a call from like anybody in his like um, like the chief of police nobody called him he shows up to work and they're like he starts telling him that and he's trying to find this paper and he can't find the paper it's just gone and the paper then, that he had signed the paper that he had signed that he had brought into his own home he couldn't find the paper and then um the next day he's like 
did you relieve me of duty? Like, what's going on? And like, he, they were like, we think you should take some time off. And then they made him take time off. But he, but they said like, give me your gun, give me your badge. And he's like, well, are you firing me? And they're like, no, we just think you need to take some time off. And then, um, it was like, like take a couple weeks off. Then he tried to call back and they were just kind of like, like, no, I'm sorry. We don't have a position for you. Right? Like they like completely changed, like his life changed after that. What the heck? It's a super weird one-off one. Huh. But yeah. That's a good one though. Yeah, that's a good one. But, um. Actor Dan Aykroyd. Let's talk about him, and then let's get into these theories, because like the theories, Nick's got all the theories. Well, the whole Dan Aykroyd thing. Um, He's probably like one of the most famous ones, like of of you know celebrities. Oh, let's see here. So he had a he had a TV show called Out There. Yeah. Um, that he sold to the Sci Fi Network. Um, about various topics like UFOs, crop circles, abductions. Um, and I don't know, like, he, I'm sure he sold it for a lot of money to yeah. them and they're like filming and everything like that. And one of the videos that I sent you like touched on a little bit, but the one I watched prior to that touched on a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about like, which goes back to exactly what we we're talking about earlier about like, you know, ruining your business and ruining certain things in your life that, that make you happier that are like ruining your, your success in yeah. any way. In any form, you know, and um, he said that he he sat outside his house, and a black sedan appeared. Just a no. He got a call from Britney Spears. Oh yeah, no. Well, so that was okay. That was that. That was not what, off what I was talking about. Oh, oh like, sorry, sorry. Because I mean, that's just a, doesn't really matter. But like, he was mm-hmm. he was on a phone call. With, yeah, with Britney Spears, which doesn't have anything to do with this. But also, what they were saying was this is kind of funny that it's Britney Spears. But, Britney, bitch. Yeah, that's well, that's she, the one. Well, she corroborated that story. Like yeah. she, she was like, "Yeah, that happened at that time." Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. He was saying, yeah, he did that so that he was like credible, like not like, "Yeah, I'm talking to Britney Spears <laughs> outside." <laughs> well, the video, the video I was watching was talking about like this doesn't have to do with anything, but like, yeah, he was in the phone with Britney Spears, but but he like this. <laughs> well, they were working on like an SNL sketch or something like that. Yeah, that's okay. important. Okay, yeah, that is important. If I got a call from Britney Spears. I'd definitely step outside. Especially after all it's just going through. Free Britney. You kidding me? That's pre that, I think. <sighs> I know. Way pre that. I know. I'm just in my moment right now, guys. Be on this journey with me, please. Sorry. Anyway. I love it for you. I love that journey for you. Thanks, Matt. Um, so anyway. <laughs> Sci-Fi Network. Just a little there. off track. That's fine. <laughs> we never get off track. No. Um, but he's on the phone. Looks over. This, this black sedan appears. One guy comes out. There's a man appears in all black and like looks at him. He like kind of like double takes because he's confused. The sedan appeared out of nowhere. Um, he is familiar with the men in black. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, he knows, you know, he's all into this stuff. So like then he like double takes and it's gone. Just like that. Just vanishes. Two hours later, the network calls him. They're like, stop filming. The show's canceled. So random. Just like, like, it could have been a terrible show. Who knows? It could have been really bad. But like, I've never seen the show. But I mean, like, what, like, never what would make a, an entire, you know, like, a this, network just shut a down. network just shut on a show after buying it and saying, stop filming. It's done. It's just done. And that's the Dan Aykroyd story. I mean, from, yeah, I, I, I guess I have more details on that. But I mean, like, that's it pretty much. But I mean, that, that's I mean, it. that's, that's also very on cue with, 
you know, the yeah. rest of the stories and yeah. the way they move and I don't know, the appearance in the sedan. The sedan's mm-hmm. always a thing. The sedan mm-hmm. is always a thing. Yeah. In all the stories. Like Well, they even joke about that, like in the Men in Black movie with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, like Oh yeah. Like Will Smith's like, This is what we're driving in. Like oh yeah, I never, I didn't think old. about that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Super that's true. Old. Yeah, because well, it's all like FBI. You know, it's like the old school FBI guys. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, but in present day, they're still driving around these mint Lincolns, like black Lincolns yeah. or whatever. You know, it's like what? <laughs> I'd be like, something's going on here. Yeah, it's strange. All right, Nick, lay some theories on us, man. All right. So really, I think there's so much. <laughs> And like we were talking about just a little bit ago where there's, it's been so ingrained in culture yeah. that there's a little bit of everything. Okay. So, I mean, there are obviously people that do hoaxes. Like right. there's stuff, there's stories that come out that aren't real. Um, it being actual like government agents, that's part of it too. Yeah. Like at one point, somebody in Oklahoma City in the height of it, I think it was like the fifties or sixties wrote a letter to the FBI, to J. Edgar Hoover, and said, hey, these people are saying there are these all these flying saucers going on. Like, what's going on? And J. Edgar Hoover himself got a copy of one of Bender's books and sent FBI agents out to investigate all of it. So, I mean, there were government agents out there to investigate. There's a story in England. Um, I don't remember the lady's name, but she saw whole... She's a teenager, and she saw all these flashing lights and like saucer-shaped things outside of her bedroom window. And it happened a few different times. And she kind of started talking about it, and all of a sudden, this guy showed up at the door. And it was like we were talking about before with the with the other case where you normally wouldn't let just let somebody in. Right. But she did. She just let this guy in and started talking to him. And he sat there with her for multiple nights waiting for something else to happen. When it finally did... He didn't really react. He just took some notes and took all of her stuff and went on her way, was on his way. And she never could figure out what it was until the early 2000s when the British intelligence declassified a bunch of stuff. And it was actually a British intelligence agent that went there and sat with her to document everything Hmm. and take all of her stuff. Nice. So it was probably some kind of government test that she was seeing or something like that. Um, And the OSI is like a government... Uh, a, like an Air Force agency, right? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. actual government agency. And there's stories that... There's stories of people who have been approached by these guys and they're dressed in all black. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, and another fun theory is that the men in black are really like tricksters. Like fairies. <laughs> like... Fairies? Yeah. Well, different like varieties of fairies. Like, okay. Um, like genies, like the, the jinn from like old Arabic culture. Oh, the jinn. Um, and like we don't talk about the jinn that much. We should. They're in everything. We should. Um, but I mean, one of their things they just like to mess with people. <laughs> yeah. So they're around, and they they're all these like crazy UFO sightings and government agents going around, and people are getting scared, and they're just feeding off the negative energy and feeding off the fear. So they're portraying themselves as these weird humans that aren't really human and do all these weird things and showing up and just scaring the crap out of people all the time. 
Well, we talk about on this show the fear a lot. You know, the feeding off fear. And um, usually when we're talking about that, it's usually like something paranormal or demonic, which is like what this show started as. I don't know like how we end up here. That, what Nick was just saying reminds me of Skinwalker a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Like well, a lot. Mm-hmm. Like well, you, you portray yourself as, you know, domestic people. Yeah, but you're never quite right. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, Skinwalker connection. But like that. that's exactly what we talked about in Skinwalker Ranch. No, like it is. That is. But this is like something recognizable. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. It's like it, something like, oh, like, you know, these are like supposed to be human, like, they have like nice, they're nicely dressed. So you're like, oh, this is somebody I can trust. But you wouldn't trust them because like, if you're if there's something that doesn't understand being human, which you'd think that if you're gonna start messing with people, you'd be ready. You know, what right? I mean? Like, right. You know what I mean? We've all seen punked. Be, well, they're ready. I, before we get too far and like to, into theories, there there was one more story that um, was probably my f- like, well, not the most infamous, but like in 2008. Um, do you guys hear about this? The hotel manager. Oh yeah, Niagara Falls. Shane Sovar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and he like he reported an incident they saw him and his coworkers saw, and uh, two MIBs visited the hotel. Um, they and they, there was actual video, video footage that they showed in the video of them walking in, and they're like kind of joking about it. They're like, they're these two tall men in black suits and these hats. And like they show them, and you watch the video a million times. They're like, yeah, but like the guy next to him could have been really short. Like who knows? Like maybe they weren't that tall, but they both were the same exact height. Like they were very similar in height. Um, and it was the same thing, but they were saying that they had like really large eyes, like alien eyes, like looked really big, like not not human at right. all. And that's why they're always wearing the sunglasses. And they, yeah. And they, but they talked, and th- this is like crazy to me because like they talked to um, the the lady at the desk and all she could say, she's like, she's like, they were asking me questions about what I was thinking. Well, She's like, they could like, re- they knew what I was thinking and they were questioning me about the things I was thinking. Without me saying anything. She's like, I couldn't even speak. I was so horrified. She's like, but they knew what I was thinking. That's what they're questioning. But I mean, that's... Like the reptilian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it, 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 it kind of goes back to a lot of things we've talked about. And like, that part, like when when I heard that, I was like, man, I, I put that on... I like rewinded a billion times to like catch what they're talking about. I'm like, what? Like, this is crazy. How do they know what we're thinking? But she's like, she's like, I saw in his eyes, like... Everything in my mind that I was thinking, he knew exactly what I was thinking, and then questioned me on it, and like things like that. It's just like, man, like I didn't, I don't know. That is creepy. So not not sidebar necessarily, but I mean, like that kind of goes along. Not just another story. No, like, but I, I remember I I watched stuff about that story too, and like the weird thing was that the guys that they were going to see weren't there right. that day, and like some whoever the host was was like, why would you if you were this like this in depth? Why yeah. would you show up? Like, you would know. Like, if they know this much information... So they must have specifically showed up when these guys were there. And that's the thing. If they're always... Like, if they're the showing up when people aren't fuck, there on purpose... Mess with them. To be... Yeah. To be, like... To be with that one specific... Not around their family or anything right. like that. Why would they show up when they know the the hotel manager's not there? When he's the one who incited everything? That's... 
that's a message. You know, Send it's, you got, a message. it's got exactly, and that was the biggest thing with that. Just FYI, we're here. Right. That's weird. So that I don't know that one. That one got me the most though. That story, I was like, whoa, that's that's wild. But anyway, back to the theories. I just want to like throw that before we got too far. I just want to throw that in there. Oh, for sure. Time travel. Oh, dude, time travel. This is. <sighs> Who doesn't love time travel? It's such a thing. It's, it's so good. Such a thing. It's so good, and it explains all of it. <laughs> this is really. It. Um, well, are there any theories prior to this that don't explain it? Or this one should end it? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. Like I said before, it's probably a mix of a whole lot of stuff. Sure. sure. There's yeah, a little yeah. time the travel. There's a little fairies. There's a little. There's a little. So like a cult not... stuff in yeah. there. Oh just, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, because it's all there's. Uh, there's a thin line between all this stuff. Yeah, and well, I mean, one of the most there's a theory too that Aleister Crowley had a lot to do with it. When like. Yes, that's true. I saw that. The alien or the the this the entity that he saw. have you seen that yeah. drawing his drawing, uh-huh. Alistair Crowley's uh-huh. drawing. Okay, so they did a side by side of like our modern day alien, you know, with the bulbous head and the sure. big eyes, and and this I forgot what the name of that thing was that he talked. Yeah, to. I don't remember. But it was like it looked just like it. Really? Yeah, except it had the same bulbous head, except it had like a really squished face. It looked like. Mm-hmm. Do you remember MTV when they did like cartoons back in the nineties? Anybody? Anybody? No? Beavis and Butthead? No, they did like these weird cartoons. They, they did like the Max, they did like Aeon Flux, they had like this like show. But it looked like something it that would have been... Chitlins at that point. Creepy. Yeah. Sorry, I'm old. But like, it just looked like something out of like... It was really weird. Yeah. But it looked just like an alien. Yeah. Well, you know one of like Aleister Crowley's biggest like rituals he ever did? What, like he bought this mansion um, right on the coast of Loch Ness. Yeah. Actually. Oh, yeah. Where obviously the Loch Ness monster, all these sightings, a lot of it started after. Bam. This, all these crazy rituals he did, and they were said to get kind of have gotten out of hand, and things got out, and that's people started seeing these things. But back to time travel. Um, so if I love it, say way in the future somebody discovers time travel, like you're not gonna like share that with a whole bunch of people, like that's a super powerful tool. Yeah. Like, you're going to use that, whether you're a government or whatever. You're going to use that for yourself. Um, Crazy, wild-haired scientist. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Mm -hmm. So. Back to the future. So you go back in time. What are you going to wear? Something old-timey. Yeah, but what fits, like, you're walking down the street in the early 1900s, and you're in a black suit and a black hat. Are you going to stand out? That's true. Okay, sorry. If you're doing that in the 2000s, are you going to stand out? Not necessarily. Maybe with a hat. Well, hey, Back Maybe. to the Future, dude. Remember yeah. Back to the Future? What does Marty wear when he goes into 1955? Yeah. He literally dresses like a men in black. Yeah. He's got the fedora, the glasses. <laughs> well, it's any TV show you watch. Any, any. It's like, a classic look. It's a, it's just a classic look. Yeah, same with the car. Like, everything, Ooh. like, they bring the car back, it looks brand new, no matter, it, it's like an old 50s-style sedan, no matter what time period it's they're in. It's my favorite theory yet. Oh, what and, in the world? Yeah. Fucking fairies driving. Oh my gosh, dude. Time traveling fairies. Dude, I'm saying. <laughs> sorry. I'm That's saying. It. Sorry, guys. No, so you have the. So we can talk about Tinkerbell, dog. But say you have this, whatever the next evolution of humans is, like time traveling. Yeah. Discover it. And they're trying to go back and they're trying to fix something to make life better for themselves. Whatever. 
sect they belong to or country or government yeah. or however it works out, planet, whatever. And so they go back and they start changing things. And then they eventually die off. And the next evolution discover, rediscovers it and they come back and start trying to change stuff. So now all of a sudden you have basically time cops where they're like, they're when they're like, oh no, something's going to get changed. It's going to screw us up. They come back. Weird. And they're like, they're, they're the UFO is using like the interdimensional time yeah. travel. And the men in black are from this other race trying to get people to stop talking about it because they don't want it to get out and they don't want it to change the timeline too much. I love this. Dude, this is the best. This is the best one this yet. This is the best. So Keep it talking. just it just keeps going and going and going and going. So you have all you have more and more and more and more and more and more sightings. Yeah. Because as people start seeing things, other people come back and they're like, no, 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 you didn't see this. And obviously, if there is some kind of like extra evolution past human, they're not gonna know. Like, think about it. If we look at like, it's not a whole separate evolution, but if we look back at like the Sumerians, yeah, like just like the very little information we have at the text or anything, like. We don't know how they acted day to day. Like, we don't know their mannerisms. We don't know their speech patterns necessarily. Right. Like, we don't know how they acted to each other. That's true. So, it's if like you have people coming back in time, they're not going to necessarily know how. And that's why you have all these crashes and stuff. They don't necessarily know how things work here. No, and, and that would, exp- uh, and like, um, that's wild. Our producer just texted me. That explains the quick timing, too. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're like time skipping, they're skipping. Absolutely. They know right when they show up. They know right when they show up. Holy. Yep. They know right when they show up. They know right who to go to. My mind is blown They know right when now. you're going to be alone. They know what to say to scare you. They know about your life. So FYI, we just get uglier as time progresses? Apparently. Maybe. I mean, it might be beneficial. Who knows where we end up? <laughs> Jeez. Because I mean, there, there's a thing, like another piece of the time travel thing is... Okay, so the like abductions and stuff, like if picture the humans thousands of thousand, two thousand years from now, climate's gone to hell completely, mm-hmm. like it, basically unlivable, there's not a whole lot of resources left, but the human race is dying out, so they come back, they start doing tests, harvesting things to keep the human race going in the future. Oh my gosh. You know what? This is like this is exactly what Aaron said when we talked about because all back to Skinwalker Ranch, dude. Skinwalker Ranch. Remember with the with the cattle mutilations and how mm-hmm. they came back just like in like we talked about. That. I don't know if you've ever heard listened to our Skinwalker Ranch one. We talked about how like the cattle mutilate the cattle would disappear and then when they came back they were like there was no blood but it was like they were just like almost mm-hmm. like um, preserved. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's either time travel piece. or it's like interdimensional travel. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. could be the one and the same. Well, and that's could and that be, goes yeah. back to the coin. Yeah, you will never see this on this plane. Like that exactly. tells that so tells me so much. That's yeah, such see, a, we're closing the circle here. Yeah, closing Tying the circle. It back that, together. That's minute. You know, that sounds <laughs> yeah. minute, but that he said that. But like people don't, you know, if you're doing that kind of stuff, you don't mince words. You know, you're using specific words. Like you will never see this on this plane, and that tells me there are multiple. Right, especially since like the people back. I mean, they probably don't know English. Like, it might not be the language of the right. future, the distant future. So they have these very select phrases. And so that's why if you start, people start asking them different questions, it throws them off. And they just don't, they don't really respond. Well, yeah, it explains why that one, it all goes back to that freaking uh, Hopkins guy. 
You know, the guy's like, oh, I'm, I'm like powering down or I'm losing power, whatever he said. Like, yeah. he could only be... He can only express himself in certain ways because that's all he knows how to do. He was like running out of time. Yeah. Well, okay, so this is a little off topic, but have you ever read the book Timeline by Michael Crichton? Yes. And he explains yes. time travel as yes. like multiple, like like that, like they didn't like when they traveled. Of course you have, time. Nick. It was a long time ago. Dude, I, I love my house though. Dude, I love just <laughs> side note to anyone who's listening who's gotten this far. I love Michael Crichton. Oh, he's so good. He's so good, and like he just. You the know, Andromeda Strain is one of my favorite. Oh books. gosh, Andromeda Strain. I've read every single one of his books except the new one that they just randomly came out with. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that one. Yeah, either. Prey is that what it's called? Yeah, I yeah, I haven't read that one, but I've read every single one of his books up until then. But yeah, he taught in Timeline like really explains t- their time travel is different. They explain it like co- like it's like a copy machine. Like as you keep going through time, like you can only go through it so much, and every time you do it, like kind of like it's like taking like if I took a picture of us right now, made a photocopy of it. You know, it's gonna it, degrade. It degrade. It just keeps degrading, and like, you know, they had like, you know, like a certain amount of time that they could like travel back over mm-hmm. and over and over again, and like maybe that's why they look the way they look. That could be too. You know, they've time traveled so much that like, you know, when they're like molecular structural structure, there it is. Yeah. Yes. Molecular nailed it. Structure. Ralph. Rhiannon Yandel. Ralph. Got it. Yandel. Got it. Um, when it comes back together, it's going to be a little different. You know what I mean? So they're making, you know, you make a photocopy of a human, it's going to look a little different. You make a photocopy of a photocopy, it's going to look, right. you know, it's going to eventually do Inception. Different. Yeah. And well, <laughs> bringing it back, guys. Well, and all that goes back to, remember when I was talking about that picture that was in the magazine that disappeared with the animal bones and everything? Yeah. That could be one of the things they fixed. It was like this giant, like alien creature that had gone back or something and somebody had seen and had proof of yeah. that there was something. So they went back and got rid of the proof and it all disappeared. Why did they fix the Berenstein Bears then? I, they just wanted to mess with us. <laughs> or they're leaving. Well, okay. They, they just didn't agree with the spelling. That's all. <laughs> well, they all could. They also could be leaving clues. Yeah. Little little breadcrumbs for like the people who are paying attention. And if it was, and if it's like multiple, I guess you could say generations of people. Like yeah. you have these people a thousand years from now coming back in time and doing stuff, and then you have people two thousand years from now doing it too, and then three thousand years and doing it too. They might not all know that that's happening. They might not be. They're probably not aware of each other, mm-hmm. so they're probably just as confused as we are about everything. They're like, oh, oh yeah. this broke again, so they gotta go back and fix it. <laughs> yeah. So they don't know. They're they're messing with each other and splitting off all these different timelines and like freaking Tenant. You ever see Tenant? No, I really. Oh don't my know. gosh, you gotta see Tenant. That's a new Christopher Nolan one, right? Oh yeah, or newer. Dude, that one is yeah. like, that's my mind blowing. Oh yeah. No, but that's all time travel stuff. Like everybody's got like their own time travel theory, but like. This makes, like, that, when you throw the time travel on there, it starts to, like... Things just start clicking. They start clicking. Like, it's it's one of the more outlandish theories. But it makes the most sense. But it oh. just fits so well because of its outlandishness. Nice. <laughs> That's insane. That's so insane. Like, my mind is actually blown right I'm, now. My, my mind is also blown. Matt? That's too late for me to think about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I'll think about that later. Bedtimes, but. I'll think about that later. Oh man, I don't know. And if it wasn't written by Stephanie Myers, I probably haven't read it. 
Oh my gosh. Um, everyone's grunting I and laughing spit right now. All over this mic. <laughs> <laughs> Complete mic spit. Mic spit. Mic spit. Um, yeah. My mic. So that theory no. is that makes me so excited because I love time travel. It's anyway, so fun. No, it is so hey, fun, but like it's so convoluted. What's weird is that like every... I love how much you set that up too. Yeah. You're like, this is the this is the theory. Yeah. But it, but it, what's in it's my like, mind, it is if the you theory. take time but travel, and, like if you just like if you just like laid out all the theory, like all of the like stories Goodness. on the table, and just threw time travel over it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and like I said, you've got you've got people going around pretending to be a men in black, like mm-hmm. messing with people who are important, so like just random civilians that aren't government affiliated. Right, I mean, they're just having fun messing with people. You've got actual government agencies showing up. There's a guy in Michigan who took pictures of a UFO that. We're actually pretty good, apparently. And then yeah. it got sold to a paper, and it was going to all get published, but then the actual FBI, like, legit FBI showed up and took all the pictures and sent them to, like, their Project, project Blue Book area at the yeah. time, like, with the Air Force and everything, and that they disappeared, and they've never been seen since. The guy never got his pictures back. So you have that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, you have, that. you have the, like, tall idea where it's just this mass, um, not, not necessarily hallucination, but this mass, like, consciousness. Yeah. Like, everybody is tapped into it, and everybody kind of accepts it as a cultural thing. Yeah. So they attribute weird experiences to that, even though it necessarily might not be. But so, okay, so that actually brings me to my last page of notes. So this actually makes sense. So Richard Doty, mm-hmm. you know about him and the Mirage Men... And he come he came forward and I think it was like in the eighties and just said there's like a there's like a documentary about this called The Mirage Men that like the U the Air the US Air Force actually like had like a group that um they were designed to throw people off the trail. Mm-hmm. Like they were like specifically and it started in like the forties, right? That so it started forty eight. Forty eight. Where, like, these men were, like, put in place to, like, confuse people as to what was going on. Because they were testing stuff, and they were doing things. And then, so, like, there's, like, a whole documentary about him. You know what's weird? When I start looking, when you start looking up Richard Doty, um, like, obviously this is, like, like a long time ago. But um, when you Google Richard Doty, you start, like, you get, a li- you get, like, his picture. But then you start getting, like, all these random articles about, like, this, like, blind man who got lost in the woods and so you actually you have to like filter through like quite a few pages of like richard Doty was found like he disappeared in the woods for a while and he's just, like old blind man like and he, then that fits with the men in black and stuff and then he just died and then it's weird you know like it, it, it but that's not the real guy like when you try to find the real guy it's, you actually have to like dig a little bit to like find this guy but there's like a like a i've seen the mirage men like i've seen that on like freaking prime you can buy it for Two ninety nine. You can watch it on YouTube for free, I think, with ads. Oh. Well, and that and that <laughs> sparked something too, like, well, the forties and fifties, what was going on? Like after World War Two, you had right. the Cold War happen, right? So you have the United States super distrustful of Russia, super distrustful of communists. Like that's that's all it is. Like that's what that's everybody's main fear at the time. It was nuclear war, and all of a sudden you have all these unexplained events happening. Yeah. On the West Coast, near Russia, like, is the government going to come in and try to do disinformation stuff to try to 
this way. Because think of like, okay, we have all these things crashing down right on our coast. If they can get through. They're why, distracting us. Like, oh, it's Why not, can't a Russian plane get through? Right. Like, like, oh, it's not Russians. It's aliens. Yeah. That makes sense. So that's another another thought, too. And a, a motive for disinformation. Well, and then, and so then you get to, um, to Snowden. They talk, this, like, it all comes, like, like, in modern times, the Snowden. You know, he, like, was it Richard? What's his name? Edward. Edward. Edward Snowden. Yes. Yes. You know, he leaked all <laughs> that. That's his known. Yes. Good old is known. Um, so he, he like leaked all that information and mm-hmm. um, he talked about different, like he talked about that, like he, when some of the like um, documents that were revealed through Edward Stone were like about like entitled oh. like the art of deception mm-hmm. and that, um, like people that like one of the like like there was like the, they like highlighted a few of the taglines like people make like decisions in groups and mm-hmm. swap real for false Absolutely. and that kind of and that goes back 100%. to the tulpa idea you know mm-hmm. what i mean like if we can convince the collective that this is happening you know like they probably have statistics that know like how many people will believe and not believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, and this is a this is a tie-in that I never expected to happen. Even but <laughs> remember at the beginning when I said the Men in Black movies are all just propaganda. Yeah. Like that. That's what disin. I mean, it's disinformation. It's. Let's make it fun. Yeah. Let's make it fun that this isn't real. Yeah. Makes it far fetched. Yeah. You and and then you position it at the same time as like heroics mm-hmm. and. I mean, obviously, this we're not going to get real into it, but anytime you're talking about propaganda, you're talking about heroics in some form oh, yeah. or another. Mm. And whether it's true or not, a lot of times not true, or, embe- or very embellished. Yeah. And to convince a population of something. Right. Well, and that makes... Marvel. Uh, Marvel. Well, and, and that makes <laughs> sense because... like R.I.P. Tony Stark. Oh. Spoiler alert, sorry. Sorry, if you haven't seen it by now. I know, but there's somebody out there. Yeah, that's on them. Yeah, well, but, I still feel bad. No, I do. Yeah, I, I, thanks for being a bleeding... They messed up. A bleeding... <laughs> they messed up. They messed up. It's on no, you. but like that It's goes, on you, listener. It's on you, listener. You heard it here first. Mike doesn't care. Mike doesn't I don't, care. I really don't you care. you haven't seen... Mike doesn't care about spoilers. Endgame. I don't care. He dies. Anyway. Anyway. <sighs> um, Here's power out there. Thanks for doing that. Wait, where, where was I going with this? I had like a thought. I had, I'm like, really sorry. No, 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 no. I had like a legit. <laughs> you were so pumped. Dude, dude I was super so pumped. pumped. I thought it was like, it was a legit thought. You too. had a thing. All right, good night, guys. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's bedtime Wild right now. Wildcats. Um, no, I'm not. Sleepy. I'm kind of sleepy, but I'm not trying to end it. What was I going to say? Oh my god! Well, while you're trying to figure it out, yeah, too, I'll never. I don't know. There are there are all sorts of stories that, and Men in Black. We were talking about how the first where it blew up into public consciousness was the stuff on the West Coast in Washington yeah. and Albert Bender. And, but, I mean, there are stories back from, like, the Middle Ages and stuff, too, like the 1800s and things even, where um, alchemists or, like, different, like, myst- like mystics yeah. way, way, way back when would be pressed for knowledge or something and people would show up dressed in black. And show them how to do things, and share like knowledge with them. And a big part of alchemy is 
like transfiguration of metals. Like that's the big thing, like changing thing, yeah. changing metals into gold, and brings me to the coin, like being able to make that metal coin disappear. Well, and if you take that even mm. farther back, weird, you've got Book of Enoch. Yes. Yeah, yes. buddy. Do we just? Yes. yes. That's a absolutely. We just became best friends. Yeah, we. Absolutely. Are we about to do karate in the garage? Do it whenever. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's get some bunk beds. <laughs> let's make our own. Bunk yeah, beds. we're just gonna get bunk beds and put them in a room specifically so we have room to. I know you touched my drum set. So, well, you enough, so you have enough room for the Book of Enoch. Anyway, Book of Enoch. They talk about the that the fallen, the fallen angels mm-hmm. were teaching men about creating metals mm-hmm. and mixing metals mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, and they were teaching us. Yeah, it goes all the way back to the angels. Yeah, I remember what I was gonna say now. Um, and I forgot. Speak it. I did that whole tangent oh, just what? for you. Are you serious? I did no. that whole tangent no. Ralph, just for no, you. No, no, no. Ralph. Someone keep talking. I'm gonna remember it again. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So that's like in parks, parks and Recreation, like what? And they give Andy the daytimer, and then he loses it in one second. He loses second. it in real time. <laughs> He's like, I just handed it to you. He's like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and a lot of these people, too, like, there's there's a theory that, um, like, it kind of goes back to Alistair Crowley and stuff. This is jumping all over the place, sorry. but um, It is, but it isn't. Yeah. I was about to say that. It is. It, it is. is a little bit, yeah. But a lot of the people, like, Albert Bender was huge into spear boards, or Ouija boards. Other people that had science huge into Ouija boards. Mm. So I mean, it, it's got a whole. No, it I mean, it's spiritual. Sense. There's, it's a, got a whole. No, it, there, spiritual it, element no, too that it could be. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you because, like Jack Parsons, do you know about Jack Parsons? It sounds familiar. He's like the guy that like more or less created NASA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super into the occult. Was mm-hmm. like into like the Aleister Crowley stuff. He knew Alice, like Alistair Crowley was like, like obviously an old man at that point, but like he was like into that, like the occult. There is a very, like a very specific, um, like thre- there's a very fine line between like the occult and science and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it, it goes so close. No, it goes so close. You know what I mean? And so like it would make sense that these people are into this stuff, but like it also like tells me like I always had a, like. There's, I have a theory about people who've had like alien experiences, alien abduction stories, like any sort of alien contact. If you were to ask them, have they ever been in the occult or involved in anything occult? You would, sorry, you would, I'm touching the table. You would find that there is, that they do, that they have been involved in something. You know what I mean? So there is like, like, like a, like coming back to like the fact that we're called maybe it's spiritual. I think there is like something to it. Yeah, and I think too, it's. I think there are a lot more people than most people expect that like research that stuff too. Oh yeah, like outside of just the science world, so it makes sense that there'd be a percentage of them that do. Right. Because I mean, it's especially today, it's pretty taboo in a lot of places. Yeah. Like you say, you're interested in the occult, or you're looking into Aleister Crowley or you're looking into this or that and people are like, yeah, what? Well, I mean, <laughs> like, it so, makes sense. It all makes sense. Yeah. You know, he does like a ritual and what is he, the image he sees is like what we would call an alien. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, look at the the views and the videos that we watch or the podcast that we listen oh, yeah. to. You know, it's like to do research on these topics. It's like point blank right there. And it's like people are very like this. Like when we when Raf started this podcast, we were like backing it. You know, like we. It, it's so funny to think about like this would never have more than ten views or twenty views, right? And not saying that it has that many more, but I mean, like it, people like even people that are like reaching out to be on the podcast or have listened to the people that we that we talk about that we that we listen to. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about because it's like, do people want? People are like just interested. They're so interested in these things. Yeah, there's something about it that draws you. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's the it's, it's, it's the, the unknown. It's the maybe. Yeah. The maybe. Well, and the universe is so you big. Know? There's the so maybe. much out there that we haven't uncovered yet. And who knows? Yeah, who knows? But like also like I don't know. It's it's so intriguing. It mm-hmm. it really is. It's like there's there's the people that are like, who knows? And that's that's fine. And that that is fine. Like whatever, who knows? Yeah. But like to research it a little bit is like it's so interesting. Well, you start to, to find about. all the like the it's so deep. It's it, super there's deep. So much that goes into it, yeah. like way back when, like hundreds of years. But the com- the commonalities, like start, mm-hmm. like you can start to like pinpoint them. You can start to like draw a line between these things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is every podcast that we ever do. Yeah, we pinpoint. Oh, like, yeah. oh we- that happened. Eight episodes ago. Yeah, exactly. We it comes back to things, you know, like. Well, and there's uh, there's a theory that we're not. I mean, we don't have time to get into it, really. But we, oh, the Goblin not, Universe. I have nothing but time. The Goblin Universe. The Goblin Universe. What's the Goblin Universe? Oh my gosh, Nicholas! It, it boils down to every paranormal or extraterrestrial thing. Thing is the same. energy i guess and what you're experiencing is what you're expecting to experience so if you're if you go to loch ness and you're expecting that you're going to see a monster you're out bigfoot hunting and you expect you're going that's what that's how it's going to manifest and these extra dimensional beings are manifesting the way that you're expecting to see them so if you're out looking for ufos or you really believe in these ufo stories and you see something weird, it's going to manifest as a UFO or it's going to manifest as Bigfoot or it's going to manifest as Nessie and, or it's going to manifest as angels or demons or spirits or whatever. And so that, that tie, it ties everything together. But it's weird when it doesn't though. It's weird. Yeah, when, it's weird, sure. but, it, but it's weird when you, but there are topics that don't, you're but right. It's yeah. weird. It's weird when you don't expect that, and then it happens, mm. and then it makes you want to research. Mm. And I guess that's that's kind of what this whole podcast is about. Is like, is that specifically? Is like, well, that's yeah. That's the things that you don't. The first place. Yeah, like the things you never expected to actually happen in real life that happen and make you question and research more is what this podcast is. That's why we're here. Or and more but so, not not just us, but. Like, a lot of people. Yeah. But at the same time, even if you're not expecting it, is it coming from a place of something that the way you were brought up? If it's like a religious thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, yeah, you're going to put like, that filter on it and everyone's going to yeah, put their own yeah. filter. Yeah. On it. So even if it's subconscious, like even if you're not like people that were raised in 
super strict religious environments and they have and they have experiences with demons or angels or something like okay that's the that's the filter they're putting on that's what they're kind of expecting is out there in the unknown that that makes sense and you see what you want to see yeah even if you don't know that it's what you want to see i think this is the the time for the question yeah is this time for the question i think it's, i think it's time for the question we're asking nick the question because we've all answered that question so many times uh-oh what question what do you think it is? What, what do you call this, Raph? Your parting gift? Yes. What's your parting gift, Nick? Well, well first, I, the hard thing is, is like, let, okay, let me ask, uh, there's two questions. Mm -hmm. What do you think the men in black is? I mean, that's what we were talking about. I mean, this, we got way this off. This is the parting gift, but okay. we, we did, but we did not. It all ties together. It does. It, it all ties all together, does. okay. Yeah. So that's, that's your theory. Yeah, I mean... That's kind of like what I ask. I ask what your theory is, like what you think it is, and then I ask you, what's your parting gift to the people who are listening? So okay. that's twofold question. Okay. So the Men in Black, I think, is, I'll reiterate, is it's a mix of things. Okay. There's some of it out there that's actual government agents investigating things back in the day. Okay. I mean, you have this UFO report coming out soon. Like, they've been researching it. They, like, they're out there. They've been talking to people. Yeah. Like, that's part of it. There are hoaxes. There are people that make stuff up for likes or just for fame back in the day. And then there is this collective consciousness, this, the Tulpa. The Tulpa. And then, of course, the time travel, because... Oh, my God, the time travel. A plus. Like, it's great. Um, and I guess parting gift is just keep an open mind. But not too open. Not too open. Open as you want it to be. Put some uh, some breakers. Some. 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 Keep an open mind. Yeah. Don't be afraid to research it. Just make sure you take a step back if you're going a little too deep. Yeah. And that, we've talked about that a lot too. Like, and I, I've talked to Nick. Nick is my my best friend, and like we've Aww. we've oh, like you didn't. You, my first time ever saying that. This is for six years old, whatever. Man, but like, it's um, public now, though. <laughs> Maybe it's spiritual. But I mean, like this, this kind of stuff is like, I don't know. It's weird to think about. It's very strange to think about. There's a but lot of implications. There, there are, there are, and there are in all the podcasts that we that we do. But I mean, like, like it's. Like, why not think about it? But, like, like we've talked about several times with, with us and the crew. Yeah. And then also with Nick separately, he and I. Like, it, it's it's fun to think about conspiracies and all these things. But it's, like, again, like, last week, almost. It's, like, dude, you can't let this stuff run your life. No, you can't. You can't. Like, if it runs your life, then, then you're doomed. That's the rabbit You're hole. Doomed. Yeah, you gotta it's, keep it's the rabbit hole. Yeah, you have to keep like real perspective. You on gotta it. keep tethered to reality. You gotta live your life. You gotta live your life. I don't know. Live your normal life, and you, you know, keep that you know that tether, that like, yeah. that line yeah. that keeps you it's like fun. grounded. It's fun. Well, and I just real fast side note because I know I don't I don't want to like undo it, but like our first episode was about the Hat Man. Yeah, the well dressed man in the hat. This has to be said. This has to be said because right? because it is such a thing that instantly when we talked about this topic specifically, it just kind of ties back. It just kind of ties back. It's the hat it ties man. back to the hat man, dude. Well, if you listen to a lot of the 
<clears throat> the stories, like, I listened to a compilation of um, Men in Black stories, and, like, some of, like, they're, they run, like, this, like, this huge spectrum, you know, some of them are, like, obviously, like, a government agent, you know, to me, at least, obviously, it's obviously yeah, a sure. government agent. Other ones are, like, very, like, supernatural, it could be, like, time travel, it could be, um, you know, whatever, like, a alien or something like that and then other ones i'm like that's the hat man that's like a different yeah that's like a demonic like dark entity like not like the not a person not like these people showing up to your door trying to like get you to stop talking about ufos that you've seen like and i do think because the dress is similar that people just you know maybe they don't know like what the hat man is so they'll categorize him as like a man in black but like the the characteristics are vastly different i think yeah yeah you know, so but it all goes familiarity yeah you and recognize like the, it it's, it's a recognizable thing yeah so like it brings it back to that where i'm like man this guy I saw the hat man <laughs> you, you saw know? him i saw him you saw him i saw him it's like that's yeah. It's like it's it's a thing. It's like, dude, we've seen him, and it's like, it's a it's a crazy, creepy familiarity. What? But the Hatman doesn't have a face. He does. He does. And, well, he does. No, he, some people have seen it. Some people, but not not in my perspective. You know. Yeah. Have you seen the Hatman, Nick? I have not. Good. I've heard all. I've heard lots of stories, but I've not seen him personally. Well, guys, I think we have to end it because if we don't, we'll just keep going. This topic. Well, rap. What's yours? What's mine? Yeah. Theory. What's your yeah your final your final your parting gift? My parting gift. Shoot, man. This one blew my mind a little bit, especially when you started talking about the time travel and all that stuff. That just like made almost too much sense. It made too much sense, and like, I don't know. I've I've heard so. I mean, like like I said, this being the anniversary is probably a little longer, maybe way longer, but like, listening to so many like actual people talk and like researching all these topics like you find so many common points and i think if any of us were to say we know what it is i don't know i don't We'd trust be lying. I, exactly i don't yeah. trust yeah. the people yeah and like, this is kind of like the thing like my whole point of starting this whole thing was just to get this stuff get the conversation started and let people know that like whatever you experience and whatever filter whatever religion you are whatever whoever you are whatever your experience like we're here to listen to you and there are other people who want like we're not the only ones there's plenty of people who want to listen to you yeah and like talk about it that's the thing that's the thing my parting gift is to talk about it whatever you see you see the alien you see the hat man you see alistair crowley whatever you see well, like your experiences are your experiences. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're like, unique to you. Nobody can say you didn't experience that. Correct, and that's like, why we're here. There's some debate about what it may be, but hey, you experienced it. You, yeah, it's it's what happened to you. What happened to you, and that's that's my parting gift is like whatever happened to you. You experienced it in real time. It affected your life. It may still be affecting your life, but you're not crazy, and. There are people out there who want to hear you. And to add to that real quick, like, like I have a roommate who... This is your parting gift. Yeah, and it, it, this is, like, really cool to me. But like, my roommate, unknown, has been researching these things for, for years. 
He's searching. And has had terrible nightmares for years. And has told me that he's like, he's like, everything you guys talk about, I've researched on my own and haven't told anybody. That I researched, I, I find them interesting. I want to know. He's like, so he's like, it's, it's crazy that you guys are talking about this stuff. Like, on a podcast because like it, it, not like we're the only ones but like right. but he's like I you know like I didn't know I had people like friends that talked about this stuff at all yeah so like it, it's that it's like dude you have your own experience you you research things you want to ex- research and I don't know it's like why not have an open public place to talk about it and you have a community yeah it's just fun too it's, it's really fun. Yeah, fun you know. re- this is so fun. This research. is great. This yeah, is my favorite like, homework Nick's of all beaming time. over there and nobody can see it, but he is beaming. <laughs> me, and, <clears throat> me and Mike. My we, wife always just looks at me and is like, rolls her eyes. <laughs> Whenever I start talking about this, she looked at her son the other and day. And she was Nick, like, like, she was like you, can go, uh, you can go ask your dad about aliens. He'll tell you all about it. <laughs> and we will. Yes. Matt? Me and Mike were uh, talking to our one of our cousins um, last week. And um, he's real, like straight laced, real intellectual. And um, and we, I was like, "What do you think about like the Illuminati?" And he's like, "I'm I'm just too skeptical of a person for all that stuff." And I'm like, "So, you know, I like I'm skeptical too, but I think it's fun to like entertain these ideas and like hold them out there and like dissect it and try to look at it from different angles." And at the end of the day, like. Chances are I'm going to swipe it away like an app that I'm trying to kill. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Right. But like it's fun to like look at it and like and just and and there might be something that you take away from it. Might not be, but it's, it's fun to entertain it. You know? And and he just he's just like no, I just don't agree. Like you know I'm just gonna, you know I I just don't believe like 99% of the things that people throw out there that aren't like cold hard facts. Which and, is fair. And that's yeah, fine. I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm. I mean. But I'm I know not, you're not. I'm not criticizing not. him, right, saying right, that right. he's stupid for doing that. But like, but I'm saying, I'm skeptical too. But like, I I'm, in a different I like, way. But I like to I like to entertain it. Yeah, and well, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. It's fun. It's yeah. fun. It's we fun. have a good time. We have a good time. All right, you guys. Well, guys, I had a lot of fun. I hope you. Thank you so Nick, much, Nick, for doing this. Paul with us. Ben, thanks for being here, man. I love Glad it. It's been awesome, here. dude. I love it. Thank you. And Mothman, Mothman, you'll be back for sure. 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Can't wait. Thanks, guys, for listening. This is Maybe It's Spiritual.